Hello and welcome to another episode of Tracy Takes On. I want to welcome everyone to our 50th episode. We have made it to 50. Um, it's been a long process. I want to first start off by thanking our guest tonight, Neil, uh, or known as Skywolf. He was in one of the episodes um, and hopefully some others will come by, but if not, I want to thank everybody that watched this podcast from the very beginning. We're going to take a walk down memory lane and show the very first episode. And we'll talk all over it, but I'll put it in the link section in case. So I hope you all enjoy this and we're going to get started right in a couple of seconds. Nope, that is not it. So we'll get right there. And... Of course, I can't find, oh, there it is, okay. So we're gonna share our screens here so you all can see it. I'll tell you one thing, the lighting has certainly improved. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Woo, look at that girl with all of that big old head, okay. <laughs> so here we go. And feel free to talk over this, like I said, this is just a walk down memory lane. Okay. I don't sound excited because um, I had a little trouble sleeping this morning, but um, well, last night, rather, I, for some reason, got like three hours. <clears throat> so if I don't look at the alert, I apologize. But I wanted to do um, this broadcast or this podcast today, um, Tracy Takes On. And so it will be about me and hopefully some panelists talking. Yeah, this is when I was begging people to come on, which I'm still doing, but. Um, or atmosphere or whatever you want to call it. And with um, the election going on, um, it's going to be a lot to talk about. So I'm going to talk about my um, affiliation standing. And then as the panelists come on, hopefully, hopefully, Okay, I'm going to stop right there and tell the audience the number one change that took place. So the first couple episodes, like one through seven, I just was getting on there talking about any matter. I would just talk about a political subject. I think I did one on why the Affordable Care Act is trash and why we can't elect Trump. So I was just singularly talking about subjects and not necessarily mm -hmm. having my panelists on. I didn't get a panel until like episode nine, wow. which I'm not going to show that. But just no audience. I was on Struggle Street right here. I think this night before this, I had gotten like literally two hours of sleep. Hear what excited I mean? about it, yeah. Yeah, don't you see that excitement on my face? <laughs> so let's keep going. Okay. And remember, you can just jump in there whenever you want. Okay. Um, they can talk about theirs. So I am neither Republican or Democrat. I don't count myself with either of those parties. Um, I feel like they're both the same. They both take corporate money. Um, they're both in in basically in bed with the corporations. Um, neither party has done anything. Um, to address the real needs of people. Um, for example, um, we have this whole COVID-19 situation going on 
um, and we have people who are in need of some real financial relief, but both sides can't even come to agree on what type of relief that is. One party doesn't even want to give another stimulus and another party doesn't want to compromise. So you have millions of Americans who um, are in danger of losing their homes, who are struggling to put food on the table, and we just have a bunch of chaos. So I just feel like neither one of the parties are working. Well, do anything, how much things they um, say that will at least. Um, have you noticed that um, about the some, of the, some of the old protest music uh, from the late 60s, early 70s? It's uh, just as apropos today as it was then. Yeah, it's like, wait a minute. And this is just a year. This is literally, but this was taped on September 18, 2020. We still dealing with the pandemic. It hasn't gone anywhere. It's, <clears throat> well, they, they may have been able to stop the Delta variant enough or slow it down enough that it's not mutating into something else. Uh, maybe it's it's apparently a fairly hard virus to, to track and I'm not a medical person or anything like that but you know it, it's I was uh, I was around when they started the uh, vaccines you know for polio and uh, tetanus and all that um uh, we got them. Everybody, you know, was concerned about the health of everybody in the community, not just themselves. Now these bastards are just, I don't know if it was our generation or, or what. Uh, I know our generation developed the hippies and those hippies didn't. We, we're still around. We still love everybody, you know. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of them that uh, you know, there's some of our brothers and sisters out there that go generally behind uh, the great orange one that I just like to pitch slap several times. You mean pimp slap? Because remember, this show is no cursing. What's that? <laughs> I say, remember, this show is no cursing. Oh, sorry. I, I, <laughs> I have to really watch that. I got a terrible potty mouth, but. Uh, Ironically, you said the same thing when you were on the other show. I'm like, no, that's <laughs> okay. Sorry. It, it, it happens. But yeah, well, you've never had a virus or vaccine be politicized before. Like, how do you politicize a vaccine? You get it so you don't get sick. Yeah. Okay. Or you don't get somebody else sick. But these people, I did my research. Google does not count as research. I know it's a great place to find information, but you're not an epidemiologist, so you can't do research. If you can't help your second grader with their homework, I'm not going to listen yeah. to your medical advice. I'm just not. I, I just, it's just, it's getting ridiculous. But well, the entire right wing wants to completely eschew science because it does, uh, you know, I think. Uh, from what I've read and studied about it, um, 
what I think it is, is that it, uh, they're afraid science will uh, conflict with uh, their religious views. And there's no conflict if they actually read. I'm like, if you were actually, and I'm supposing you're talking about evangelicals, if yeah. they actually read what they believe, they should realize that they have a responsibility to get vaccinated so that they're not infecting others. But of course they don't, yeah. they read the parts that they like or the parts that they misinterpret to, yeah. uh, to um, oppose everyone else. But say, so how do you, I, I just wonder, do they, when they get to a red stop sign, do they stop? Do they put on seat belts? Do they just get out in the street and just drive 300 miles an hour? I mean, what, what other laws are they actually breaking? Do they pay their rent or mortgage on the first? I mean, what if they do that and not taking a vaccine? What else is it that they're doing? I mean, it's you just gotta wonder. It's like, what's wrong with you? Something is seriously wrong in your mind when you say, "I'm not gonna take it," or at least wear a mask. Okay, you don't want to take the vaccine. Okay, maybe I'm still saying you're selfish, but okay, at least put a mask on when you go outside. The masks are only marginally protective, but it's better than nothing. Exactly. At least you're doing something. I'd rather see you get vaccinated. And then the thing is, there some of these people have gotten caught getting these illegal cards to say they're vaccinated, and they're paying upwards to $700. And I'm like, the vaccine is free. Free. Yeah. It is free. You're going to waste $700 instead of going down. And um, okay, some people you just can't argue with. You just have to, unfortunately, it's a harsh thing to say because I like to think I'm a person that's filled with compassion and feel, you know, be a graceful, merciful person. But it just comes to a point, it's like, no, I can't. You're going to pay that much money when you could just go get the vaccine for free. You don't, basically, you just show your driver's license and they'll give you the card anyway. But you're going to waste 700 I can't. I, I just don't literally understand people and their theories because it makes no sense. I had someone tell me, uh, well, this was last spring, but they got both of their uh, vaccine shots and now they were magnetic because they were thinking this microchip they're putting there, you know, that, that totally, completely false and exceptionally stupid story, you know, that uh, so they're microchipping and magnetizing people. Well, microchips are made out of silicone, which is not a magnetic substance to begin with. This guy showed me, he stuck his spoon under his arm, and I said, dude, go take a bath. Yeah, yeah, that's, oh my God. Yeah, if you stick a, if you're sweating, you stick a spoon under your arm, it's probably gonna stick. Tell him mm. to do this. If you see him again, tell him to put a quarter on his forehead. If it sticks, <laughs> then he's magnetic. And he has superpowers. If it doesn't... Well, it wouldn't even be that a quarter or a coin. I mean, it's got to be iron-based. You know, oh, yes, it's got to be iron-based. What's iron-based? <clears throat> uh, steel, uh, something. I mean, most of your flatware, silverware now is not made out of silver. It's got some steel in it. But, uh, you know. Hmm. 
he's sticking silverworks. See, I don't like to call people stupid because it sounds mean. Some it's just, you know, and, and uh, followers of QAnon. I, oh my God. Uh, oh, please. There don't. are conspiracies. There have been several conspiracies, but not everything is a damn conservative. Not everything's a conspiracy. Uh, you know, it, it's just these people have no critical thinking. They and so I, I've known several people who have gone the Q route. They used to be kind, intelligent people. What the? What? What happened? I don't understand. Well, you know, they take uh, uh, one uh, former friend of mine, and it really hates, uh, really hurts to say that. Um, she uh, j just. She was so convinced that this uh, uh, child trafficking ring that worked out of this pizza uh, place in Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah. Uh, the in the basement of this pizzeria in there, and Hillary Clinton allegedly ran it. You know, there's not even a damn basement under this, uh, under this pizzeria. You know, it was just, there was no, no evidence, no proof. You know, but it persists. And there's a lot of reasons that I think it persists. One is you have uh, agencies, organizations, maybe I should say, like Fox News, that has no, you know, you mean they, have, they have no business nor right to call themselves a news operation. No, they are not. They're just, they're, um, what is that magazine? They're extreme right-wing propagandists. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what are those publications called, like the Inquirer and the Sun. Oh. Um, they're those. I put them all, like, you tabloids. know. Tabloids. Yeah. We used to call them tabloids. Yeah. Which I, the only reason they were called tabloids is the tabloid newspaper was that size. Uh, a tabloid newspaper isn't necessarily of that. Um, yeah, but that's that's uh, what they're called. Talking. I call them gossip rags because that's basically what Fox is. I'm like, nothing you're saying <laughs> is true. Kitty box liners. They make good kitty box liners. Well, I don't have a cat, but yeah, they do. So yeah, <laughs> let, let's keep going. We're going to stop here in the middle. And then I know that scientists are working on uh, possible vaccines, and I hope that goes well. Although it scares me that um, I'll say y'all's president because not mine. Talking um, about Trump. Talking about a vaccine before I think he said November or October. I can't remember which month he said, but that that that's ridiculous. When you have a new vaccine, it has to go through testing. You have to get think a, a, a sample size. I don't know the whole. Process. I still don't. And vaccine tested. I just know it shouldn't. It shouldn't be three weeks or three months. It should be at least a year so that you know that the vaccine. I wasn't aware of the emergency testing and, at this time uh, or the emergency trials. Yeah. yeah, no idea. <laughs> oh, October, November range. You know, well, I, we've had half a million people die. Over half a million people die from that. And you yeah, it's a public health emergency. With it, so. I don't trust and now Trump is taking credit but for the vaccine. Not. I'm like, well, you <laughs> shut up. Sometimes um, I just want to go to, I don't know, just shut 
Uh, nobody likes you. Nobody wants you to be president. Go uh, away. Fly down to Florida. Live there forever and leave us alone. Leave us Maybe alone. Maybe we get him to move to Texas and get Texas oh, to succeed. Course. That's right. There and then, you know, he can build his wall around Texas away from us. Never. It just was not happening. Now, um, I'm not a big Biden I, fan I, either. That whole yeah, you're you're talking to somebody that didn't vote for him. I voted for Biden only as a vote against Trump. I, I did ninety percent of you all did, and I'm like, there's no way. I thought about it when I went to the poll. I said, okay, and then I said, uh, uh-uh, uh, no. <laughs> I just wrote it in Howie Hawkins. I'm like, I can't. And then I went Democrat straight down the rest of the way. I'm like, I can't. <clears throat> Conscience was not going to let me. I'm like, nope, I will not do this again. The cold hard reality is it's either going to be a Democrat or a Republican. And I like Tally Hawkins. I've been, you know, uh, I'm I'm uh, being involved again with the Greens. I'm also working with the Indiana Democrats. Um, you know, it's uh, I, I just. It's a hard game. Yeah, and I get what you're saying. I was like, well, no, it's either going to be Biden or Trump. And I was like, I don't like either one of these people. I don't. I don't either. But it's going to be one of those two. You know, whether we like it or not, until we can make some major change in the electoral system in this country, we're going to be stuck Democrat or Republican. You know, the Greens, I love the Greens. I love the four of the 10 key values and the four pillars. Uh, you know, and uh, I like the green attitude much more than the Democrats. But there's the, the Green Party doesn't have enough people. They don't have enough strength. They don't have enough hell here in Indiana. I'm sorry. I'll let another one go. Uh, yeah, you sure? In, That's okay. Keep going. Here in, here in Indiana, we've got such a boondoggle on ballot access. That we've yep. got good people in the Green Party, but we can't get them voted. And that's where the hard that's where the hard part of the third party is. It's not getting your name out there. Well, getting your name out there, that's a whole nother piece. It's getting past these ballot, like the signature, like the signature process. Oh, you just you have to get, I think what's the what's it in Indiana? Five thousand or thirty five? Oh no, it's uh, uh, I think it's something like forty two thousand. Yeah, you have to get office. You have to get okay. So if it's forty two thousand, you know you had to get above that because they're gonna throw some of them out. Oh yeah, they're gonna be like, okay, these don't count. So you got to get what twice that number. So you got sixty thousand would be a a reasonable because twice will you know twice a push it. But if you say sixty, where are you gonna get Mm. sixty thousand signatures from? Wait, well. The only way that you're going to get that many signatures is to pay people to gather them. Yeah. Pay professionals. Uh, I, I don't know even what the going rate for signature is now. That's the only way. And the Green Party in Indiana does not have that much money. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> they're in a catch 22. They can't hire people to get the signatures because they don't yeah. want people in the party to pay the person to do it. Yeah. And yeah. volunteers, I mean, I did it for, let's see, last time I gathered signatures for somebody was Ralph Nader. You can tell how long ago I was out gathering signatures. It was, I mean, the people who I talked to, they were enthusiastic about it, but that was like maybe every two out of 50. 
if I'm getting every two out of 50, I got to be talking to at least four, five, six, seven, eight, nine hundred people in a day. Um, nope, I got stuff to do. Yeah, there's no way of doing that. Um, you know, it's uh, a sad state of affairs. That's, uh, Indiana has a serious problem with democracy. Um, we're gerrymandered to the teeth and they just made it worse. Uh, you know, we've got uh, uh, this constant state constitution that does not allow uh, uh, citizen initiatives. No, uh, we can't. We cannot recall uh, elected officials. No. We have zilch in the way of home rule. You know, no, uh, we can't. And most of our people, they quit teaching meaningful civics. I think about by the time I got into uh, out of high school in 1970, and you know, people uh, well working in the cannabis uh, reform movement. You know, we have people, why don't we get a petition and put it on the ballot? We can't do that in Indiana without it taking a lot of hassle and a lot of time. Yeah, so yeah, we don't, like you said, we don't even have the ability to recall our governor because, boy, if we yeah. did. Oh, if we did, I think we could get a whole lot. I think we get off. I think we would hit our number really. I mean, easier than California. Then, I'm like, um, do you? You approve this guy? No. Okay, sign this. Yeah, we have. We're kind of reticent in Indiana. We don't. Uh, we don't like to break new ground. Uh, we never lead in anything significant uh, positively. No. Nope. Um, I think. I think it goes back to the original uh, when the original people settled Indiana. Uh, they came to a, a land that had. I mean, literally millions of head of buffalo and, and you know, hundreds of thousands of bear and, you know, uh, indigenous people that were rather upset that we stole their land. I can't say I blame them. Uh, you know, and they found rocky soil and harsh climate conditions. And if you were going to survive, it was head, uh, at, um, head down, uh, you know, don't look left or right and just plow through it and get through it. And I think we, I think that attitude has stayed with us uh, with a lot and of. We're always the last ones to do something. I'm like, mm -hmm. why are we always last? Like all these states are jumping out here doing something, and we're like the last. It's either us, Kentucky, or Mississippi. One of those three states is going to be last, and it's probably going to be us. I'm like, okay, okay. Well, now when it comes to cannabis, that's that's my you know forte. Um, when it comes to cannabis, I think Idaho will be behind us. Uh, there's some pretty backwards people in Idaho. Uh, Mississippi's already talking about medical cannabis. And then we got this jackass governor that, uh, uh, you know, well, that doesn't really count. You can say jackass. Yeah, that's an animal, so um, good. Yes. Um, we got this jackass governor that uh, you know, still calls cannabis a gateway substance, which is absolutely ludicrous. Uh, and we, you know, well, when the federal government legalizes, we, we can't legalize until they do. Look, Eric, 38 states have legalized, you know, and, you know, have you ever heard of the 10th Amendment? 
you know, right-wingers like the 10th Amendment generally. Why the hell haven't you done it? Well, you know that he's going to go to the, not the, okay, audience, because y'all know audience, I'd have been over this with the audience several times. I'm not a smoker. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do any of that stuff. However, how much money do you, like, did somebody just show them, hey, you're losing this amount of money by not, not making it legal? Probably. But his owner donors are saying, hey, you better say this, 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 and this, because we don't want to hear it. And that's, no. that's a problem everywhere. You just pick an issue and you can guarantee some owner donor is telling him to take that stand. It's not his own. Well, um, <clears throat> well the reason cannabis is illegal in Indiana, primarily, now, it's a many-faceted problem, but primarily the law enforcement community, uh, criminal justice community, is making a lot of money off of it. First, there's civil asset forfeiture. The police, the police do not even need to arrest you to come take your property. They can, they can come in. We think that you, that, uh, you bought this car with illegal money, so we're going to take your car. And it's up to you to prove that you didn't that you paid for it with legitimate money. They can do that. They make a lot of money off of that. They catch somebody, they, you know, and uh, their case is uh, strengthened under the law. If they catch somebody with a small quantity of cannabis on the, their person while driving, they take their car. You're transporting an illegal substance. Or if they're black, they get to head to prison. Or if they're lucky. Yeah. Cannabis, uh, there are four times, roughly, four times uh, more black people arrested for cannabis use than white people when usage rates are about the same. Yeah, they're and almost exactly the same. But I wonder mm -hmm. why. I wonder why we get arrested for that more. Yeah. I wonder why. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, our governor yeah. is a, I mean, the guy is a joke. That's why I'm like, I don't, I understand why we don't have the ability to recall because if we did, we would have no, I don't even care what issue, Medicare for all, <clears throat> um, vote. Like I saw, he did something right when he said, let everybody vote by mail when the pandemic, that was like great. But no, too many people voted. So he said, okay, I'm going to listen to Orange Face. And I'm going to just say, nope, you got to be over 65. And you have to have a disability. I'm sitting here on election day looking at people in their 70s and 80s in line. I'm like, are you serious? Why are you in line today? You should have gotten your ballot by mail. Like, I couldn't do it because of the mail didn't come thanks to DeJoy slowing it down. Or they didn't mail one, so I had to make sure. And I'm like, hmm. It just, it infuriates me of how stupid. It's exceptionally upsetting to me that the Republican Party does everything it can to suppress voting. Exactly. And you would think they would say, okay, because all these voter laws, they're going to hurt. The, it's like they're taking their nose and they're just cutting off and despite their face. You're affecting your own people. You're affecting the elderly. You're affecting those in um, care facilities. 
most of those people are not black and some are but not most of those people are black and brown some of those people are white and they would have voted for you but now you're putting up all these barriers they're not you could very well lose seats and it would be your own fault excuse me um you know it's well the idea of voting is to pick the person best for the job um you know it seems to me to be rather counterproductive to try to um you know well it's essential cheating is what it is uh that they have done I'm sorry about that. Uh, changing the weather's done broke my sinuses. Um, but it's there's no nothing good to be gained by gerrymandering, nothing good to be gained by restrictive voting. Uh, you know, I, I don't see how they can look at themselves in the mirror the next morning after backing oh, some of these proposals. Good. Oh, they can look themselves great in the mirror because they stopped a black or brown person from voting and we should never have had the right to vote in the first place, according to some of them. I mean, it, it makes perfect sense to me. They can look themselves easily in the mirror and say, oh, I'm doing this for the greater good. Well, okay, that's what you think. But you're not, of course, but uh, Indiana's always been, um, we live on Struggle Street. Yeah. I mean, we live in a state that had to be sued to reinstate um, unemployment benefits. Yeah. We live in a state where the attorney general is trying to sue the president for a mandate so that people don't get sick from COVID, but he's going to sue. Really? But again, that gerrymandering, they're drawing those districts up to benefit themselves and there's not really enough Democrats there to say, hey, wait a minute. We're gonna- the previous gerrymandering, yeah. And, you know, the exactly. Democrats did that too when they were in uh, power many, many years ago. Uh, the last time the Democrats were in power in Indiana, I had to have a single digit in my age. I mean, it had to be when I was eight or nine so it wasn't when I was 10. I always remember this state voting Republican. Always, always. Uh, back in the, uh, there was a time in the mid six, mid and late 60s and early yes. 70s that it was generally Democrat. And then there was a little time in the uh, 80s and uh, 90s that it was Democrat. And the state fared well in the Democrats. But um, Democrats have one big problem. They're too nice. That? Well, that's the problem with the whole Democratic Party nationally. It's like, mm -hmm. you all know how to fight? They yeah. want to be bipartisan. Oh, gosh, don't say that word anymore. I said I'm going to scream the next time I hear the word bipartisan. When you have numbers on your side, mm -hmm. okay, you can come along with this bill, but you know what? We don't need you to. You can sit by and just watch it go because that's the way that's the way they operate. When the mm -hmm. Republicans have the majority, whether it's by one vote, 60 votes, two votes, then that, they, they know how to push things. 
They don't care about bipartisanship. They don't care about if the Democrats don't like it. The Democrats want to hold hands, sing we are the world, do all this bipartisan, blah, 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 blah. No, it's not necessary. If you have the numbers, you can tell them this way. Either you get on, you get on board or you get left. That's it. We don't need you. We don't need you to do anything. And then you can whine and pout about it to your constituents, Mitch McConnell. But I'm not going to call people names. Damn, you take all the fun out of it, Tracy. I know. I try not to because it seems like I, I don't like to be petty. But, well, some of these people just bring out the petty in me. I'm like, stop trying to be bipartisan and do what you said in the campaign. That way people will come out and vote for you more. They'll say, hey, if you did this, I'll vote for another Democrat and then another one and then another one, then you're there, but nope. The problem has been that the Republicans mis have mistaken kindness for weakness. They think the Democrats are weak. No, the Democrats aren't weak. They're just too damn nice. No, I'm gonna disagree with you. I think the Democrats are weak. Because I, I think they're weak because they don't use what they always said. Like in a state like Indiana, okay, they're not going to be able to do anything because you don't have the number to do anything. You might as well just sit down, shut up, and try to get more Democrats elected. But I think you're talking about Congress. You have a majority in the House, although it's not a great number, but you have a majority in the House. Mm -hmm. You have the Senate, if Kamala Harris is a tiebreaker, and then you have the White House. Why you would let Joe Manchin and Krista Cinnamon still in your caucus when they're raising all kind of saying No, it's like, no, you get on Air Force One and you fly to Arizona or West Virginia and say, hey, people, y'all need to call these two because they trying to act funny. Yeah. But yeah, it's I've... like, you don't even know how to do that. That's why I say they're just weak. I'm like, use the tools that you have. They did it with those $1,400 checks that were supposed to be 2000 Why can't they do it for the other things? Yeah, I, uh, in that context, I agree with you on that. Uh, I, I think they're more just trying to be nice people than, than they are weak in general. But um, yeah, I don't understand why, yeah, they, they keep, trying to mollycoddle them and it's not going to work. It's not working. No, especially when Mitch McConnell says, we're going to vote against everything. Okay, that's fine. Vote against it. And all 50 of us are going to vote for it and we're going to have a tiebreaker. We'll see you later. That's, that's an easy conversation. But no, of course, you have Joe Manchin. You have Krista Cinema, You have a couple mm -hmm. of other corporate Democrats that are bought and paid for that are just I'm like, no. So I'm, I'm, my vote is definitely, definitely, definitely weak. And I, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, no, I was going to say, sure. I wish they would be nice. That's my criticism of Bernie. I'm like, you're being too nice to these people. They're not your friends. They don't agree with you. Stop being nice. Get out there and fight. That's what I like, even though I still think Nina Turner was robbed. I still think nobody's going to ever convince me. Oh, yeah. But when she ran her campaign, she didn't <clears throat> sit back and just take 
like the attacks against her. She just, okay, I'm going to be nice. No, she came right back at it mm-hmm. and swung. That's what the Democrats <clears throat> need to do is start swinging. Yes, I agree. Uh, you know, they, they need to turn around. We're fighting snakes here. We're, yep. fighting, we're fighting one big snake with the Republicans. And the nature of a snake is to get into a position where it can kill you. Exactly. If we don't stand up to that, we're going to get bit. And I, uh, and I've said it on this show many times. I don't expect 2022 to be a good year for Democrats. I really don't. I hope I'm wrong. I want mm-hmm. to be wrong because, of course, I said that Trump was going to win re-election. And everybody on this show always reminds me, you said Trump was going to win. You were wrong. Okay, I was wrong. But this one, I don't think I'm wrong because I'm like, what have you done to make me want to vote for you? I'm not getting it. You may very well be right on that. Uh, I say all three they lose, but again, I I've been wrong before. I don't I don't want. It's all just a guess. Yeah, you, you, you look at it and try to figure out. Okay, yeah, this makes sense. This makes sense. This doesn't make sense. You know, and you take your best guess. Um, you know, you, that's what any political analyst does it's all just a guess that's true too you know until until you count the votes it doesn't matter yeah but the problem is you live in states where they pretty much have said hey if this person wins what do we care we'll just put in this person (laughs) yeah you know i here in indiana i were they're talking about joe donnelly running for senate again oh no don't you no 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 I will not vote for Joe Donald. I, 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 <laughs> I struggled to even fill in his. I was like, I, I almost rather have Evan by run. And that was another, oh. like, I can't. I know, but I'm just saying, you, you, between those two, no, Joe Donnelly needs to sit. No, 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 no. Yeah, we, we might as well, you know, just not bother if Donnelly's going to run. <laughs> You know. um, no, like I said, I'd rather buy run than Donnelly run. Because mm-hmm. at least he used to be, well, Donnelly was a senator too, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh, he sure Yeah, was. he served one term after um, uh, Murdoch, I can't think of Richard Murdoch. Uh, and I don't even remember exactly what he said. It was um, Murdoch made an ass of himself. I remember that. Did he uh, say something to the effect? No, he wasn't the one that said black people breed like monkeys. No. um, Boy, my memory of Indiana politics, I'm like, okay, somebody said. It was something about uh, something about women and sexuality. I forget what it was. Does he want to say rape isn't necessarily rape? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was it. I was like, wait a minute. He said something about rape isn't rape. I'm like, uh, yeah, you're about to lose. You're about to lose. Well, definitely pay attention to, um, I forget her last name. Her name is Hynise. She's She was on this show. I interviewed her. She's running to replace Todd Young. Oh, okay, sure. <clears throat> oh. I want to check her out. Because she was actually on this show and I did like a two-hour interview with her. Um, 
So she definitely, um, she definitely pro cannabis. She definitely pro Medicare. Well, she wasn't pro Medicare for all. So I was like, well, see, this is what Medicare for all is. I kind of had to explain to her, but everything else, I was like, okay, I agree with that. I agree with that. But now I'm trying to think of before Donnelly. Okay, so before Donnelly, there was Bob. And before Bob, there was, oh boy. Oh, I can see national politics. I seen, I can like get it. But local, I'm like, okay, and then who? And then somebody, and then what? And huh, what? Well, I mean, there's, you know. <laughs> yeah, because who's gonna, I don't know who's gonna run for Indian, the Democratic nomination. I'm like, well, who do we have? And I can't even remember the guy's name that ran for governor, um, Dr. Um, oh, um, if he hadn't have asked me, I could have told you. Uh, Woody Myers. Yeah, Woody Myers. Yes. That he, Woody he, was a very intelligent man. There is a very intelligent man. He would have made a very good government. Um, yeah. Yep. But, um, uh, you know, then we had, uh, yeah, it was just a year ago, Lord. <laughs> I know, it's like, well, wait a minute, who ran in and then this? Because I'm literally sitting here thinking, I'm thinking, okay, that's how- Johnson Weinzapple would have made an excellent attorney general. Hey, see, we about to fight now, but I'll, I'll let you think that. Mm -mm. He's he not one of my favorites. I'm like, mm -hmm. mm, that's problematic. But probably better than what we have. I'll say that. He'll be better than what we have now. Yeah. Uh, Arandondo, who ran in 16, I can't think of his first name. He was uh, a very good person. He would have been, you he would have been a good agent. technically run as governor? Oh, I hope this doesn't happen. I just had a horrible thought. What if Mike Pence runs? He only served one term. Yeah, technically he could come back and run for a so oh, god. Oh yeah, he could come back and run again. He could technically come back and run again. Oh, I hope that does. Well, I, I think, and I'm not a lawyer here, and I'm not a constitutional expert. I've read, you know, a lot. Um, I think that that is uh, you can't serve more than two consecutive terms. Right, but he only served one term. He only, and it was two years of a one term because his third year that's when trump tapped him to be vp yeah yeah so he never finished his first term so technically he could come oh gosh he could come back and run again oh i just thought about that oh no suzanne crouch is gonna run uh, our current lieutenant governor and she would be better than um Oh, she'd be much of the same. She'd probably be, I think she would be maybe a little bit better. She doesn't seem to be quite as on the, uh, uh, you know, extreme crazy end of the Republican Party. Um, you know, there's, there's, uh, your guess is as good as mine. Now I'm like, well, wait a minute, there's then there's this person, then there's that. 
I don't know why I just thought of Pence. I'm like, he could technically come back, run for either governor or senator. He probably do more damage as a senator because he's, well, that'd be a step down though. He used to be vice president. Yeah, that'd be a step down. Well, um, I doubt he'll, he'll run for anything, to be honest about it, but uh, yeah. Ah, ooh, why did I think that? I'm sorry, audience. I didn't mean to make you all go through that. I'm so sorry, audience. I did not mean to. And I had just ate, and he's one of the few people that makes me want to vomit. So I'm like, <laughs> but it'll be interesting because I can't think of anybody that the Democrats are running. And isn't the senatorial <laughs> election in 2022? Oh, uh, yes. Which we elect in next year. We elect one U.S. senator. We elect county prosecutors. Yep. We elect uh, the entire Indiana uh, House of Representatives. Senatives. And we yep. uh, uh, elect half of the Indiana Senate. And there are a few other local offices that will uh, that will yeah. vote for. And then city council for Indianapolis. We're always the odd year. It's twenty twenty. Yeah, that'd be twenty three. Yeah, now that I can always remember because I'm like, oh, that's the odd year. And, and it always has been an odd year. Um, and then 24, of course, general election. Yeah, I'm like, oh, gosh, I did not mean to bring up Pence. I, I really <laughs> didn't. I was like, oh, wait a minute. <clears throat> he was like the first person I thought of. I'm like, ooh. It's all right. No need to be pensive about it. Yeah, you're true. You, you're right about that. Well, I said I wasn't going to keep you long, but I kept you way longer than I thought I would. Um, so actually, yeah. this, this is actually this is kind of the end of the show. And if you all know anything about this show, I always pick an idiot of the week. But Neil didn't know he I was going to ask him who the idiot of the week is. If you don't have anybody. <laughs> There's so many of them. I know. Just pick one. I know. Isn't there like a list of them? But just one. Hmm. Well, without the redundancy of Trump, who he's an idiot every day of the week, um, <clears throat> how about Mark Zuckerberg? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Because he, uh, well, the revelations uh, are coming out about uh, the, the shenanigans they pulled and, and all that. Um, <clears throat> interesting that Facebook was down for a good chunk of today. Yeah, it sure was. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. I can't get on. That's a good idiot of the week. Not going to make me change my pick, but that's a really good one. My <laughs> idiot of the week, she's been an idiot of the week before. Until somebody primaries her, she's going to continue to be the idiot of the week. It's Kirsten Cinema. I don't know who else um, it could be. She says idiotic things, and she did it again this week by saying, oh, we shouldn't, the, the, the infrastructure bill, which was garbage at 3.5, it should have been 7, but they negotiated down to 3.5, and now she's trying to say 1.5 is enough. Okay, what do you, I, I still want to ask her and mention what is it that you want to see cut? Do you want to see childcare cut? Do you want to see, do you want to see 
care in the homes for Sears Cup? What part of it are you wanting to cut? So she she's going to be my, she's been my idiot of the week before. She made it again. She's done well because she's the only one I know who's done it three times for me. And she is the idiot of the week. Thank and Manchin ain't much better either. Yeah, I know, but I did him two weeks ago. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, I did All him right. two weeks ago. So, I thank you, Neil, for joining me. I'm going to let you Thank you, you for having me. I'm going to stay on here for just a tad bit longer because I want to share one more clip. I'm going to relax for a bit. I think I, oh, I'm missing MASH, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. So have a good time watching MASH, and All I'll right. see you later. Thanks for joining me. See y'all. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, everybody. So I said I was going to watch. We got into a really side um, conversation. So we're going to share my screen again, and we're going to go back to this video, first episode, and we're going to, Somehow we got to talk about Indiana politics, which I didn't think was going to happen. Okay, so I'll start playing this and then we'll just go. Vote for this person is a vote for that person. No, I don't. A vote for who you're voting for is a vote for that person. Ain't that the truth? Not this whole hyperbole that nobody's ever been able to prove that a vote for one person is actually a vote for another. That makes it seem like, well, if Gore, if um, Mayor wasn't going to run, I was going to vote for Gore, and that was never going to be the case. There was no way I would ever, ever, ever vote. Felt that way in 2022. Gore, wasn't going to vote for um, Biden. And then that was like, what was I in 2000? So I was in my 20s, it was a 22, somewhere around there. So um, after that, um, I, gotta, I kind of started voting Democrat for some reason. I don't know why. I think I thought that they were going to do something. Yeah, they haven't done anything. Mm -mm, not a darn right. thing. I, I haven't seen the results of that. Um, I've been advocating for um, Medicare for All. Still advocating. Since I was pretty much 18 and as you can see i'm well over 18 well over i'm almost hitting the big 5-0 which i can't even believe i said that out loud and so if you take away 46 which is what i am now if you minus now 18, 47 that's how long i've been waiting for um some type of single payer health care which is my biggest issue and i don't I really don't think the Democratic establishment wants it, although it amazes me because I was reading a survey or a study um, or a clip that said that 87% of Democratic voters are for Medicare for all, but yet the Democratic politicians are like, no. And even Joe Biden said if it got to his death, he would veto it. But 87% of your people are poor. That, that doesn't make any sense. It still doesn't um, make any sense. I, I've never understood the opposition to Medicare for all. Um, we pay for, um, I know people say, oh, it costs too much, but we pay for war, and I've never heard any. And they still like, don't ask how much wars are going to cost. Never, um, ever. The ones that vote for it. Um, no one ever questions the military spending except for a few brave people. Thank you, Bernie Sanders. Um, 
so that you got that whole thing. So um, this whole thing with um, my political lineage, of course, I was talking about. Um, I voted Democrat, hoping for change. I, it's it's one of those things that, looking back, I regret because I don't understand. I understand how I got caught up in the in the oh. hype. Yeah, that's the word. I don't understand how I got caught in the hype. But when you're voting for someone, you expect something. Yep, like that's still true. You expect something. Just never expecting something. Um, and when you get nothing in return for your vote, it's very frustrating. Like I said, my number one issue is Medicare for all. It's my number one issue. If you're not for it, don't let me backtrack. If you take corporate PAC money, you're never going to get my vote. That's Say that again. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Second, if you're against single-payer health care, you're not getting my vote. Say it again, girl. It's not going to happen. You can sit here and argue with me all you want. You're not going to get it. When I vote for someone, I expect them to advocate for what it is that I want. And everybody else does, too. So when you go to vote, there's things that you want. Some people want um, abortion to be outlawed. Um, some people want um, marijuana to be legal. Some people want um, uh, better gun laws. So everyone has an expectation of when they're voting for a politician, they're going to get something in return. Amen, and girl. I tell it. Like, you telling it now, girl. The so-called Affordable Care Act, which in another video I'm going to talk about why it's such garbage, um, that... It, it was just terrible. I, I every time I say it, I'm like, um, mm -hmm, you know, much. that's that's what I wanted. I wanted single payer. I didn't want this whole your tax if you don't buy into the insurance, and then the premiums go up every month, and the deductible is too high to meet. We don't need that. We don't need that. People are still putting up GoFundMe um, campaigns. To pay for their health care. Yeah, still are. Uber cab to the emergency room because the ambulance is like three thousand dollars. That's completely ridiculous. So when I go to the polls, I want to vote for somebody that's going to advocate for that single payer health care that I think that we need. Um, so again, in a later video or a later podcast, I'll talk about um, why I think the Affordable Care Act is such garbage. Okay, so I'm going to stop it there because there's like 27 minutes more to go. So I'm like, nope, not going to make you watch the whole thing. However, I did want to show um, a brief clip from the first show I did. We have come so far in 50 episodes and we have so far to go. Um, I want to thank everyone that's ever appeared on this show, ever been a panelist, been a guest. Um, we've had some great times. I hope that the audience continues to grow. Y'all listen to my um, opinions, even if you don't agree, that's what they are. I don't um, pretend this is a news show. It is not. I don't give news. I give opinions, but that's okay. That's what podcasts are for. Um, 
I definitely want you all to like, share, subscribe, and comment. The whole link to that first show is going to be in this episode. Um, you know, sorry, the whole link to this, the link to the first episode is going to be in the description section. So remember to watch out for that. Thank you again so much for 50 episodes. I can't believe we got here. We got to this point. We made it. We're traveling on towards 100, which is going to be next year. But I can't say how enough, how much I am grateful for you all just taking the time um, to watch this. I appreciate it. I appreciate the likes, the share, the comments, the good comments, the bad comments, the suspect comments. I appreciate them all because you're watching. Thank you so much. Remember to like, comment, share, subscribe, and support us on Patreon. Have a fantastic evening. Thank you all for joining us on the 50th episode. And I'm going to play us out with just a little bitty clip of something. I'll put it on pause and play this clip here in a second. Okay, here is the clip. Enjoy, everybody, and I'll see you all next week. Thank you.